Welcome to Think for Yourself with John Pasadino, the program that encourages independent thinking. And now here he is, your host, John Pasadino. Hello, friends. Yes, it's John Pasadino, johnpwrites.com, as in John Pasadino writes books, articles, blogs, he does podcasts, and that's me. So um, I hope you'll go out to the website and check it out. And this podcast is primarily, I call it Think for Yourself, and there are other podcasts called Think for Yourself too. And the point is to um, try to be, try to be an independent thinker, meaning you're not to either extreme, and I pride myself in that, although sometimes it, sometimes it hurts me to be that way. Um, I'm, a, I'm a registered independent, so that means I'm not a member of either political party, the two main parties in the U.S. And I'll leave it there. So I'm looking at a book. The subject of today's podcast is a book called Meister Eckhart's Book of Secrets, Meditations on Letting Go and Finding True Freedom. And the authors are Mark S. Burroughs and John M. Sweeney, authors of this book. That's right. Oh, yeah, I'm reading the top of the book. It says, Mark S. Burroughs and John M. Sweeney, authors of Meister Eckhart's book of... of Oh, they're also authors of Meister Eckhart's book of the heart. I get it. Duh. Okay. So... These uh, the the two authors did an incredible job of taking the work of Meister Eckhart, who was a twelfth and oh wait, wait wait let me look at the back cover the liner note it says Meister Eckhart twelve sixty to thirteen twenty eight so he was thirteenth into fourteenth century. Dominican priest, theologian, philosopher, and mystic. I have to tell you, if I had to do it all over again, which I really don't want to or need to do, I'm I'm okay with the way things went with my life. I'm very fortunate. But I would say that I would love to have that moniker. I mean, the theologian, he was a priest, but he's also a theologian, philosopher, and a mystic. Wow. So, obviously he studied a great deal. And uh, his works are available. If you, go, if you go to Amazon, you'd find a ton of books on Amazon Kindle alone. They have the complete sermons and the complete uh, writings and really long books. But what these guys did... Marcus Burroughs and John M. Sweeney. John is J-O-N, by the way. And Sweeney has an E in it. Um, what they did was they they went through his material and they formed short little poems. This comes off as a poetry. The book I'm holding, Meister Eckhart's Book of Secrets, comes off as a poetry book or a prayer book. It's not an autobiography. I'm sorry, it can't be an autobiography. It's not a biography. It's not a review of his life. 
You can go elsewhere. You can go to Wikipedia for that, of, of Meister Eckhart's life. But um, if you just stick your thumb in the book, you could stick your thumb in anywhere. You, have to, you don't have to read it in order. And you'll find some really cool, like this one. Uh, okay, I lied. I had a, uh, a sticky note here. So let me, I'll read you, this is page 115, I'll read you one of the writings, which I saw this morning. And I, and I picked this book off the shelf and I, I stick my finger in and I, I just read a few things. And I, and it, I, I have to tell you, it, it's done a tremendous, um, it's helped my faith tremendously. Because being an independent thinker, I see all sides. I study the uh, James Tabor, uh, Bart Ehrman, uh, uh, New Testament scholars who can make your head spin off your shoulders. And I'll meet with my parish priest and I'll talk to the priest and um, he, he'll screw it back on. But then, again, uh, you just go on YouTube and you could run across a bunch of atheists that will... You know, if he, unless you are, um, I hate to say this, brainwashed. Unless you're, unless you're, see, I feel that questioning gives a person integrity. If you accept every single thing that every single person says without some investigation, what? I don't know. I don't. I don't particularly care for that approach. It's just me. It's my personality. Anyway, let me get to the reading. So, stop looking is the title of this. It's a three paragraph page, three short, three line paragraphs. Here is a truth that we can scarcely imagine: where God is, there is the soul, and where the soul is, there is God. Think about it. When you do. You'll stop looking for God here or there, now or then, and pay attention to where you are and who you are in your soul. Only then will you finally see that the soul and God are one. The rest will be easy. It, it's, it's, see, I like this kind of stuff. You may be going like, what is he talking about? Um, let's see. Oh, here's another one, page 87. Now, I stuck my thumb in the book and I and and I have read this one before to be honest but here again how should we seek god three short three line paragraphs some wonder if this is possible since god is incomprehensible but i say it can be done in three ways first in all other creatures that exist second in all the things we do. And third, with flaming love. Give yourself to these three and you will find what you are seeking on the wayless way. Boom, mic drop. See, I feel that religions, the institutions of religions of the various religions have, and I understand that there are books written, there were prophets, 
there were, you know, we have thousands of years of writings and rules and regulations uh, and guidance that were passed down from generation to generation. But we have so many different organizations that pick and choose what dogma they are going to align their, let's just say, church with. Um, and, and so you, you could be a Protestant or a Lutheran or a Calvinist or a Catholic or and I, I can, a Methodist, you, you, you can, Episcopal, Episcopalian, you can go on and on. And I'm not even talking about the Jewish faith because there are so many variations within that faith. And I'm sure I don't know Islam very well, but I'm sure there are practicing and there are some that are very dedicated. Um, and Hindu, the Hindu faith also, um, with many gods and gurus and holidays and meditations and then there's Buddhism, which is not really a religion. But the point is that there are so many different organizations. Um, some people feel, I, I mean, at one time, uh, I grew up a Catholic, so I was very comfortable with the Catholic faith. This was the faith. That's it. There was nothing else. And you followed those rules and you received those sacraments and you were good as long as you followed the Ten Commandments and um, and loved one another. And it was pretty simple, pretty basic. But there was also growing up, can't eat meat on Fridays and then something, 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 Holy Day of Obligation. And you have to wear, at one time the women had to wear a hat at church. And like all these little rules and regulations. And they give out the host, which is, um, they believe to be the body of Christ, the actual body of Christ. And wine at one time before pre-pandemic, which is uh, was uh, a transformation of red wine into the blood of Christ. So, and you need it, and you need, you're expected to consume those on a regular basis in order to make it to heaven. So that's one of the criteria I'm talking about. And so if you look across all of the religions and, and they, again, they I'm, I'm going to say they cherry pick because they have leadership. Like, for example, uh, the Catholic Church has the Pope. And every faith has a leader and a structure. Whether it just be a small non-denominational church, they have a lead pastor. They have uh, a group of uh, people that make decisions on uh the guidelines and and how they go about their worship and and prayer and all that. So anyway, that can get mind-boggling to somebody, especially when you're living your life. Um, you're going through life day to day, and you're you're seeing sickness and death and suffering. And you and I'm not, I'm laughing because I'm only laughing because it sounds so silly to be so full. Uh, so dedicated to a faith and to see all this carnage around you 
and just let it go. And that drives me crazy. My biggest issue is human suffering. With every faith, with every religion, I, uh, I'm not going to go, I'll go into it another time. But getting back to the book, I read when I'm feeling so down about it all and saying, where are you, God? Why aren't you taking care of these people who are starving, who are getting bombed, who are in the middle of a revolution, who uh, have cancer and leukemia, and um, uh, on and on it goes. And I read this, and it says very simple. Three things. God is in all the creatures that exist. It's in all the things we do. And third, with flaming love. That's how you seek God. It's that simple. Okay, I'm not answering the question why there is human suffering. I know that. But this book um, brings me into the moment. And it simplifies um, faith to me. I'm, I'm flipping through. What is this? A mirror. Now, I haven't read this one. I honestly, page 45. A mirror is the title. Stay close now. Do not go far from here. For God is only as close as a mirror. And if it falls, so falls the image that once appeared there. Boom. See, I think that is really cool. It's, think about it. Think, well, don't think too much, because the point is not to think too much. But the way I look at things is we overthink. I overthink. I know that. If you, but if you simplify it down to God is all around us, and we only need to follow a few simple rules. Well, not even rules. We need to take a certain approach to life. And that is to respect all living creatures and people. And to love as much as we can. Now, that word love is bandied about so much. It's, there's romantic love, there's caring love, there's falling in love, there's I love you but I, can't, I don't get along with you. I love you because you're a family member but I only want to see you on the holidays. I love you as a friend, um, etc. So uh, here's another one. Now, 163. I, wait, did I read this before? Where is God? All right, let me try to... No, I think I might have read that. No matter how small, this one is on page 163. Whatever comes to God, no matter how small, will be changed regardless of how small or insignificant... Sorry. Of how small or insignificant it is. If we bring it to God, it can't be lost and won't be squandered no matter how small. So some people may be going, like, this guy, you know, uh, he, you know, was roaming around in the forest saying these things, and it was easier for him because uh, he was in a monastery, and all he had to do is, like, 
sit and write with a you know feather and some dye or whatever on parchment paper and and he was able to stay within the monastery and he saw peace and he prayed and meditated all day so it's easy for him to say but you go out into the world you try to climb the corporate ladder and have people uh, sabotaging you you get harassed you get bullied you find a lump that's possibly malignant uh, you um, your cough turns into something really bad and it's COVID-19 and you have to go on a ventilator I mean it goes on and on a car T-bones you, a drunk driver hits you, I can go on and on but I won't I'm just going to read one more um, The Suffering Man uh, alright 160, The Suffering Man have you heard about the man who went to a holy father to complain that his sufferings were great? Oh, this could be good. That's me talking now because I was talking about suffering. All right, let me start again. Have you heard about the man who went to a holy father to complain that his suffering, sufferings were great? Do you want me to ask the Lord to take them from you? The holy father asked. No, not that, said the suffering man. They are good for me. But please intercede on my behalf and ask the Lord for just a little more grace to accompany them. Okay, I have to read this again because this is really important. Because it does address the suffering. Okay, it's called The Suffering Man, page 160, Meister Eckhart's Book of Secrets. Have you heard about the man who went to a holy father to complain that his sufferings were great? Do you want me to ask the Lord to take them from you? The Holy Father asked. No, not that, said the suffering man. They are good for me, but please intercede on my behalf and ask the Lord for just a little more grace to accompany them. Just a little more grace. Don't take the suffering away. It's okay. I'll deal with the pain. I just need some grace. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you have to lie on your uh, deathbed. You have to suffer from incurable cancer and say, this is good, just give me some grace. No, 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 no. I'm not saying don't go for chemotherapy. I'm not saying... Uh, your leg got smashed by a car and you should just go, you know, no, I'll take the pain away. I, I, I want the pain. It's fine. Don't cure me. Don't pray for me. I'm saying, what I believe this is saying, it's about humility. It's about acceptance and knowing that life does bring suffering. So let me carry it with me because I have to with grace, with grace. I'm going to end it here, and I hope you'll join me again. Remember the Meister Eckhart's Book of Secrets. Go check out the book. Please check out my books, blogs, photos, 
videos and podcasts at johnprights.com. That's J-O-H-N-P writes, W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. Thanks for listening.